Hello and welcome to another episode of Sales Talk. This is Justin Taylor, Novell's identity and security guru, bringing you this week or in this episode information about a update that we're having to one of Novell's flagship products, really one of the strongest products that we have in the IAM space, that being the role-based provisioning module. For those of you who are not familiar with that product, it's part of our provisioning line. It allows people to take the basic core functionality of identity manager and augment that with new capabilities. But before we get into the specific of the product, which will actually be in another episode of Sales Talk. We want to talk a little bit about the market. How do we see this whole marketplace playing out? What are the kind of pains that people are dealing with or companies are dealing with and that would make them even want to buy these products? And so to answer these questions so you don't have to listen to me for the next 10 minutes, we've brought in an expert with Ferris Argyle. Welcome to the show, Ferris. Thank you very much, Justin. Ferris acts as the product manager for role-based provisioning module and, and helps out just in general with provisioning. So let me ask you this, Ferris. When we talk about provisioning and the marketplace that provisioning and role-based provisioning module work in, or identity manager and role-based provisioning module play in, what are the kind of pains that customers are seeing right now that we're trying to address with our solutions? Well, user provisioning is part of the overall IAM market. And within that market, there are a number of constituents typically who are expressing pains. So line of business managers are one key audience that are looking for solutions to their issues, and IT managers are another. Typically, if you look at the use cases for user provisioning, folks are looking to provide essentially zero-day start, zero-day stop, or provisioning of users, and then also, sometimes more importantly, deprovisioning of the users as they leave an organization. So broadly speaking, the IAM products tie the business rules to the IT systems so that the resources are assigned when users join an organization. And then core systems such as their HR, their email, their phone systems, and so on, are seamlessly linked together so that the appropriate accounts are created and provisioned automatically when a user is added. If you think of the scenario without these sorts of solutions, there are a number of things that happen, and these are the typical pain points that you're seeing from both uh, of these constituencies. One is a long time to get users onboarded in their systems. So that means, of course, a productivity impact for the line of business in terms of actually making use of those people that they've hired to fulfill various functions. And then the other side of that is, of course, when folks leave an organization or even when they move roles within an organization, that there is liability associated with the rights that they've had in those prior roles or their prior jobs. And you want to limit that liability as quickly as possible. And in the current compliance landscape, that's becoming more and more important as companies and organizations seek to comply with the various regulations that are in the space. So if we think about this from a, a productivity standpoint, especially, I understand what you mean by that. It takes a long time for people to get stuff. I've always referred to it kind of as an evolutionary process. Your access kind of evolves over time as you figure out that this system that I should have had access to three months ago to make my job easier and make me more productive, therefore a better asset to the company, has always been available, but I just didn't know about it. Is everything, though, going to be just automatic? Is that the way things should be? I mean, are we looking at a, everything is automatic or is it a 50-50, 80-20? What kind of balance do you think that customers need to show there when they think about provisioning? And that's a really good question. And that's where roles management and user provisioning become really important as part of this overall IAM story. Because if you look at the overall evolution of the space, it began with essentially automatic provisioning. 
So rules-based provisioning based on various authoritative sources. So suppose somebody had a particular title or they worked for a particular department and that information was captured in the human resources system, then you were able to automatically provision that person with the appropriate access on those end systems. And of course, defining the policy for that is an IT function to say who should have access to what based on those authoritative sources. And over time, as the overall space matured and that market was addressed, there was an apparent need then to address additional markets and those or additional needs really more accurately. And those needs are primarily around two things. One is being able to address exceptions. So we saw the evolution of workflow product in the space to be able to provide the appropriate user self-request mechanisms and also the appropriate approval mechanisms to ensure that people still got just the access that they should, but based on decisions that were now being made by the line of business rather than just policy being defined by IT. Of course, IT may still define what the policy is that governs those approval processes and essentially is now working at a higher level of abstraction. The other evolution then has been subsequent to that in the role space to be able to provide greater administrative efficiency and also greater compliance facilities around requests. So if you think of doing things exclusively via roles or even exclusively via workflows or even predominantly via workflows, then evidently that's a fair burden to grant every piece of access for every user individually. And also, from a compliance perspective, it's difficult to track exactly who has what because all of those things are granted on a one-off basis. And so that's where the roles facilities come into play is customers are looking to do two things. One, they're looking for administrative efficiency to be able to say, I would like to define a role that grants somebody access to this particular email system, this particular finance system, and so on. And then I'd like to be able to incorporate that in a higher level business role. So I may have business roles for project managers, engineering managers, health administrators, brokers, and so on, depending on the industry. And then be able to associate users with those roles and that then ensures that those people are automatically provisioned with the appropriate access based on that. In addition, you now have a much more powerful way from a compliance perspective of being able to track the access that was granted because you automatically know if somebody's in a particular role, then they have this set of access. So it provides a great, much greater level of insight from a regulatory compliance perspective. So definitely the need to have both the automatic and the workflow and again, it sounds great that you know now we have these roles, or actually we've had them for a long time now. The ability to use roles to simplify this entire process is just make things a lot easier to use. How do we see, when we think about the role-based provisioning module itself, this is a common question that the field asks, is what's the difference really between the normal identity manager product and role-based provisioning module? Since this product's been out there for a while, normally you don't talk too much about product here. Can you maybe identify what the differences are? What's the new capabilities that they get when they add these two together and when they add on the role-based provisioning module? Yeah, absolutely. So if we tie this to the evolution of the space that we were just talking about, with the core identity manager product, what customers get is that automatic rules-based provisioning of access to various systems based on information in other systems. And what the roles-based provisioning module adds is then those two additional areas 
to be able to say, now we also want to have exception-based workflows to add to that for those things that can't be driven exclusively by information, such as one's title or department, and also add on the roles capabilities to be able to provide that administrative efficiency and also that compliance insight. And that's really what the roles-based provisioning module in summary adds. Sounds great. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today. We're going to invite you back here for our next episode as well, where we're going to discuss specifics about the new version coming out, 3.7 version. We invite you again back to that. Thank you very much again, Ferris, for being on the show today. Thank you very much, Justin. It's been my pleasure. So for all of you listening today, we hope that this was a good introduction to provisioning kind of overall and specifically about what the role-based provisioning module adds or brings to the mix here to help your customer address their specific pain points within themselves or what they're trying to deal with. We look forward to our next episode. We invite you back to that one as we'll discuss what specifically is going on with role-based provisioning module 3.7 and talk specifically about how we are going to deal with certain capabilities and how they make your customer's life a little bit easier. So again, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Sales Talk. This is Justin Taylor once again wishing you happy selling. Novell Sales Talk is brought to you by Novell Inc. You can send us feedback at salestalk at novell.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.